1: It's 9.30 in 716.
2: A new day and new faces on a soon-to-be new Board of Education.
3: We're just very fortunate to have people like this that want to run for the school board.
1: Even when those of us were pro-union, there's still going to be a divergence of
3: opinion. I just didn't want to serve another three years
0: banging my head against the
2: wall. I'm Tim Wenger on 930 in 716. The last voice is that of Larry Quinn. He's an outgoing board member who chose not to run for re-election, and more from him about why shortly. First, the 4 one though. New to the board will be Ann Rivera, Terrence Hurd, and Lawrence Scott, who won at-large bids to the Buffalo Board of Education. Kathy Evans-Brown won the closest race, defeating Patricia Elliott 52-48% to for the East District board seat. Lou Petrucci won the Park District seat over Austin Herrig. More from Petrucci in just a moment, too. Jennifer McCosey, Hope Jay, Sharon Belton-Cottman, and Paulette Woods will all return to the board after winning uncontested races. Some reaction to all of this now.
3: I think it was it was really good because we were very fortunate. We had a lot of good candidates.
2: Buffalo Teachers Federation President Phil Rumor on with Susan Rose and Brian Mazarowski. The winning candidates were all endorsed by the BTF.
3: The new candidates are really amazing. It's it's really great when you have people that have deep interest in, uh, in kids and they decide that they're going to actually spend all this time uh, running for office and then sitting on the Board of Education. I mean, Terrence Hurd works with kids. He and his wife are deeply involved in working with uh, some of our kids. Uh, Dr. Brown also is an educator. Um, we have Ann Rivera, who has also experience in working with uh, special education students. Uh, Dr. Brown, we're just very fortunate to have people like this that want to run for the school board.
4: What do you see as the big challenges that lie ahead in the immediate future for this new board?
3: Well, there's so many of them. I think the most important thing is the commitment to work together, not only with each other, but with the community, with parents, uh, teachers, administrators, and to actually say, look, let's let's all work together. Let's find a common ground uh, to find ways to move forward. But there's a lot of the, the issues are really important, like for everybody's concerned about school safety right now uh, with all of the things that are going on. We have to have more psychologists, social workers, uh, attendance teachers and everything like that to work with some of our students that have problems. So the disruptions in the school, but we, rather than just suspend a child, and, which we don't believe in, what we want to do is find a way to help that child. Early education, the most important thing for us to do is to work with the children and the families from the earliest stage, from pre-K, kindergarten, to make sure that they don't get behind and if there are problems, to work with them then. There's just so much that we have to do. But we have to do it by listening to the parents, listening to the teachers, listening to the teacher aides, and then finding a common ground. That's critical.
5: You know, Phil, with the returning board members who were uncontested and the new members that we just mentioned with you, and you seem to know them, do you think this board can work together?
3: I think they can. I think they can. We have, you know, although the superintendent and I have our differences once in a while, which is normal, uh, we have a superintendent and we have, uh, I think, a commitment. We've, we've seen how this board, you know, it used to be very fractioned. Uh, we can see, you know, over the last couple of years how they've come together. There's different ideas, et cetera, but it seems like the most important thing that they're trying to do is to come together to find a common ground and if, if if we can do that, then we're going to have uh, you know much better days ahead.
4: Do you see uh, an extension for the superintendent and keeping him around a long term? Is is that a priority for the BTF and for you? Would you like to see that?
3: I'd like to see that. Yes, I, I think that he's done done a, a really good job. He has a good way about him uh, to get things done. Um, but uh, once again, that's up to the Board of Education and. Uh, I think he's shown that he can work with the board, and the most important thing a superintendent has to do uh, is to work with his board of education, to listen to them, uh, and also to implement some of their, their ideas as well as his or her own.
5: Superintendent Cash's contract expires in 2020, so if he is to stay around, would that be something that would be approved in the coming term for this new board?
3: Oh yeah, that would be probably the new board's responsibility. I mean, the current board could do it. Um, My guess is that they would want to have uh, the involvement of the new board because this would be taking into the future. But once again, uh, you know, that's a decision for them to make. Um, I think he's done a good job. Uh, And let's face it, it's like anybody, if uh, they're not doing the job, they can be replaced. But right now, I think he's doing a good job.
2: But not everyone is on board with the new
0: board. This was a uh, complete takeover by the teachers union.
2: Outgoing member Larry Quinn has concerns and that's exactly why he chose to leave the board and as you'll hear says he'll work in other ways to force some change.
0: I, I just didn't want to serve another three years banging my head against the wall. I think there's other ways to to change this thing and make it better but being on the board was was not really a viable one.
5: Well what about the balance of the board now going forward as of july 1st what will it be like
0: this is a complete takeover by the teachers union i can't think of you know maybe with the exception of sharon Cottman a little bit there's not a single independent voice on this board and that's the first time uh, you know that i can ever recall that in a long long time i mean this is i mean it's unreal
4: does that mean for this board going forward? You say it's, uh, and it was all teacher federation endorsed candidates who won those seats. Um, What do you see that meaning as far as decisions being made? This
0: is is a complete uh, partner of the New York State teachers and BTF and, and, uh, you know, so is Menkozy and and Paula Wood. So you you have no, not one single independent voice on this board. Um, What it means is that you're the, the district needs change badly, and all you have to do is look at the result for children. I mean, we we, we have not moved the needle. There's so much violence uh, in and around schools in the neighborhoods. It's just it's a terrible situation, which any rational person would look at it and say this needs a big major overhaul. Well, when you when you have the union take complete and utter control of the board, uh, the possibility of them making an overhaul is slim to none and and slim just walked out i mean it's just not going to happen
5: so you have no regrets leaving the board
0: no no i mean i look i, I think the five years was a super experience i i met friends I, I met i saw a side of buffalo that maybe i thought about but i never saw up front and close and and it does have an impact and i'm i'm disappointed of you know, what's happened this week and where it's going, but, um, the community doesn't have to accept this. Uh, this, 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 these people were, were picked by about 7,000 people out of a city of 200 and some thousand. So they, they don't really represent the city. It was just, it's a system that, that feeds on a low turnout and they, they have a highly organized approach to getting their vote out and they, They can control the system that way. They've been doing it for a long, 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 long time. So I I think it's time for change. Whether people have the appetite for that fight, I don't know. I wouldn't say that we're in the pocket
1: of BTF.
2: Lou Petrucci is one of the winners from the election in the Park District. He's a union member and was endorsed by the BTF and other unions as well. But he sees an opening for divergence.
1: The majority of people were endorsed, but the endorsement is because people uh, like myself I'm a union member. We share many of the goals, um, many of the uh, you know the common uh, the common uh, uh, the common desires of both uh, of both BTF and I know local 650 council 35. Some of the groups endorsed me, um, but yeah, the in the pocket thing, I would say no. But there's always a divergence of opinion. I'll give the example: the last time I was on the board, 2007. Uh, Even though we had, again, another board that was supposed to be uh, pro-BTF or in the BTF's pocket, uh, quote-unquote, we still weren't able to get the contract uh, settled during that time period. It took years afterwards. So there's always going to be a divergence of opinion. And there's always the additional constraints such as, you know, there are are budgetary constraints, etc., etc. I do think it's good for the district to get the contract settled for a variety of different reasons for teachers, for their families, for the district itself, uh, because it's the uh, having an unsettled contract impacts things such as their bond rating that I sometimes think people don't discount, which actually comes with a very real cost. But, no, it's, it's good to have, again, even even when those of us who are pro-union, there's still going to be a divergence of opinion.
5: Larry said that there's there's no single independent voice on the board. Would you agree with that?
1: No, that, that just isn't true. Uh, that just isn't true at all. Um, sometimes people want to make it look like the board's a monolith, and it never has been. I don't think it is. Uh, there's a great divergence of opinion, even among various issues. And I, sometimes you, you'll you see it when it uh, boils up the board meetings. Um, you know, while all of us share the common goal of wanting to improve the district, uh, how we achieve that goal is where the diversion uh, occurs.
4: Looking at the future of the school board and the future of Buffalo schools, what work do you need to be? We've heard about, you know, extending the superintendents and uh, teacher contract. But what can the school board do to improve the standing of Buffalo schools? Because right now uh, the reception or the reputation is still not great, even with the district coming out over the past year and saying that the turnaround has begun.
1: Yeah, and I, I agree. And, and that's part of the part of the problem that we have is getting our message out. Part of the problem is that we're a very large and complex district, and oftentimes we can send two messages on the same day. I mean, we can be the best district in western New York, as evidenced by some of the great things that are happening that we'll see, but also we have bad things that happen in the district as well. Too often people concentrate on the bad things. Well, we are both. We're, we're both very positive. We, we offer uh, unique opportunities that only a large uh, school district uh, with a lot of dollars, with the diversity, with all the various programs and offerings that we have, can achieve and can offer students. But with that, when you have that large population... There's also some problems that come with it as well. What the board needs to do is to concentrate more on our positives and to build things. You know, we, we did have a little uptick, uh, uptick in our graduation rate. That's not where anyone needs to be. We need to improve um, our attendance rate. That's another problem. There's other things that we have, such as, like, student placement. Um, and then we need to build, and, and the, um, I know that the new board wants to offer increased um, increased AP and music and other courses across the entire district to ensure that every child has the opportunity. I know they also want to maintain the present staffing levels that have increased uh, dramatically over the last few years, but doing that also, it has to be done in the face of, you know, we have very real budgetary constraints, um, there's only so many dollars, and those dollars are always precious. So How do you balance those two? Uh, the other thing is that we need to build upon success in the district and to kind of, you know, such as the uh, educational bargain, which made parents one of the cornerstones of this educational process, as they should be. That was a positive thing. Our community schools, our family days that we've been doing at the, at the zoo and the uh, science museum, uh, the parent summit, all these things have, uh, have increased our parent and family engagement, and we're starting to see those results. We're building a different type of district, but it, it's it's a slow and arduous process. And we have a a long history of negative press and people saying, and and some poor and low achievement, um, that we need to turn around. And it's not going to be done quickly, but we're working constantly towards that goal of improving all students and the district as a whole.
2: We'll see how this board conducts business when it is formally impaneled.
1: That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo.